0: Last time on The Wedge, my mom and I went to therapy to talk about COVID and vaccines. We're in a really divided time. What do you not talk about with the people you love? The Wedge is about a mother, a daughter, and COVID. But for many people, it's guns, race, or just party politics.
1: What comes up for me is that she thinks I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. This is not easy to say.
0: I know you're so smart and so intelligent and so well-researched, and I am really worried about where you get your information around vaccines. Therapy helped us both understand the deep fears that drive our arguments, and then got us feeling close again. But when it comes to what we believe, we're still far apart. I believe COVID is terrifying and deadly that everyone should be doing everything they can to help stop this thing. My mom believes COVID isn't as bad as the authorities say. They're pushing the vaccine just for profit and control. The death toll is exaggerated." I realize how deeply her views are bothering me when Eve Perlman, who started Spaceship Media with its mission to help people talk across divides, checks in about how things are going.
1: Where did you leave it with your mom?
0: It feels like an injustice that she believes these things. And I, I don't understand what it is, why I can't, like, it, it just eats me. I know injustice isn't quite the right word. It's just that so many people have died. And it makes me so angry and sad when I see my mom make decisions based on information that is demonstrably untrue. I want to set her straight. Eve says she understands the feeling. Yes, of course, you both want to change each other's mind. Like, that's a piece of it. You both want to change each other's mind. But you also want to be friends and connected, and those sit together. Eve says that's the important thing, us being able to talk, love, and care for one another. But I still can't shake my hope that my mom will just come around and see things my way. If I can only find the right facts, just say them in the right way, she'll have to recognize that this is a real pandemic. And that the vaccine is our way out. Because if truth fails, what else is there? I'm Erica Anderson. This is me and my mom having one of those conversations so many of us would rather avoid. Welcome to The Wedge, a podcast from Spaceship Media, presented by Colorado Public Radio, Episode 4 Wacka Fact. Heads up, there are a few swear words in here. It's April 2021. My mom and I are on the phone. I am determined to pin down her beliefs and try to put a dent in some of them. I did do research when you said (laughs) that... After our therapy session last episode, she agreed to talk to experts and we're trying to come up with questions for them. I was like, I wanted to look up that thing you had said about
1: the death toll. Um, I should write it. I sh- Let me take notes. Let me get a notebook. Hold on. Oh, here's a notebook right here.
0: She's often told me that she suspects officials are lying about the number of people killed by COVID. And you had said you'd seen a chart that said that fewer people died in 2020
1: than in uh-huh. previous
0: years, or so the death rate was lower. And I,
1: I thought it was that it was the same. Oh, right. It had
0: not increased. Yeah. Right. And so I went and I was digging around, and apparently that was like all over social media and it pulled from this website called Macro Trends. Macro Trends is a data research website. Among other things, it shows the world death rate since 1950. I went to the website and found the data my mom had seen it makes it look like, you know, 2020 was just a little bit lower. You know, we actually didn't lose any more people because of COVID than we would have in a normal year. But there is a big disclaimer in a red box across the top of the page. It explicitly says that the 2020 numbers don't include any COVID deaths. I learned later that they couldn't have they were published on macro trends based on UN projections made in 2019. I tell my mom this. And in fact, not those numbers didn't take into account the COVID numbers at all. Whatever meme my mom saw just cut off that big disclaimer in the red box. But that does not phase her or seem to register at all.
1: I've seen so many things about the COVID death rates being inflated. You know, we talked about this before. Yes, we have. I've seen reports from doctors that say they're being monetarily compensated if they put down a COVID death because they get money from, I don't know who, FEMA mm-hmm. or who they get it from. Because if they say, well, they died with COVID, but their actual cause of death is going to be like pneumonia or something. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
0: How long ago did you see that thing about the doctor being compensated for?
1: I don't know. I could, you know, that's been an ongoing thing I've heard about. Mm -hmm.
0: She's clearly hearing different stuff than I am. I'm trying to figure out exactly what she believes before we call experts and ask them questions. But pinning down her facts is harder than I thought it would be. She's heard the same sort of stories so many times, but the details matter much less than her overall sense of things. Like she has the impression that Anthony Fauci is up to no good.
1: For example, Fauci owning a great amount of stock in the Pfizer vaccine. I believe it's the Pfizer vaccine. You know, he stands to profit. That's just, that's the fox watching the hen house. How can you believe anything he's going to say? He's going to make billions or millions. I don't know how much, but a lot. That is not true, but...
0: i done my research. Where that comes from is that he works for the NIH, the National Institute of Health, and they contributed $500 million to the research of the Moderna vaccine.
1: Yes, right. That was the warp speed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but Fauci does not own any of that because he works there, he can't own any part of it. And even the scientists who are on the patent can only benefit up to $125,000 a year based on sales of the vaccine. So, yeah. It was actually $150,000. I didn't have my notes with me, but it hardly mattered to our conversation.
1: Well, uh, but um, the thing I heard though is they're hiding it somehow how did this go? They created a shell company to be the one that gave the vaccine money, the research money, to this lab in North Carolina. But it was still from the government.
0: My point is it's not personally Fauci. And the government does this all the time. They invest in vaccines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that isn't a deal breaker for me either way, you know. I think the bigger question if we're talking about corporate greed in this whole pandemic has been how much corporations have profited over it this past year.
0: I'm feeling whiplash. In a matter of minutes, we've gone from Fauci personally profiting off the vaccine to a shell company plot to general corporate greed. No matter how much information I give her, she always seems to have some reason to doubt it and endless reasons to be suspicious. But I do hear some common ground. I know drug companies have put profits before people. I certainly can document plenty of ways corporations are making money off the pandemic. Like Amazon. I mean, Jeff Bezos earned enough to fly himself to outer space. So my mom and I share some concerns. But I don't come to her conclusion that the COVID vaccine is scarier than the disease. She can sense my frustration. She's frustrated too.
1: I feel like you do think I'm a conspiracy theorist and well because I don't hear a balanced side to
0: to your version of the story. It's a very scary story that doctors and scientists are bought and sold and nothing can be trusted and everything, you know that that and that is that's a really scary
1: world it is scary. to live in. I hate it. And I I'm sorry. I that's what I've come to because of what I've been through, what I see, how I've lived.
0: I'm spending hours on the phone like this, talking about COVID with my mom. Sometimes it feels like that's all I'm doing. This is my routine. Get up, don't leave the apartment except to walk Alma, obsess over COVID news, talk to my mom about the vaccine. It's exhausting, on top of months of isolation and being pregnant. I feel like it's my responsibility to keep challenging the misinformation my mom is hearing, but there's always more. I tell Eve Perlman, my boss at Spaceship Media, that I can't keep up, that I feel beaten down, demoralized. Eve has guided me through this project personally and professionally. She's built an entire journalism organization around helping people bridge divides. I feel like sometimes, like, coming up with these questions that like that our her conspiracy theories is a little bit like whack-a-mole because it's like okay so we clear that thing but like then this one will pop up especially if she's like in this scared place and is sort of like feeding the beast with facebook and videos
1: it's important to remember that human beings believe just all kinds of bullshit right you know like a huge percentage of, of our our world believes in all kinds of mythologies.
0: I know Eve is right. My mom and I are human. Neither of us is as rational as we'd like to believe. Eve reminds me, again, that I'm not going to get anywhere trying to prove my mom wrong.
2: And so, like, you're not going to win on any particular point. It is like whack-a-mole. You're not going to... So the
1: specifics of the science don't matter so much. The important piece of that is going to be the way the dialogue occurs and the way... She's not shut down, made to feel stupid, dismissed. Yeah,
0: I I hear what you're saying.
1: You're doing a good job, and it's super intense and complicated.
0: It feels too intense and too complicated for me alone. But after many circular conversations with my mom, I do have a list of questions I think she genuinely wants answered. And I have found a person who I think is a perfect
3: expert for us to talk to. From Atlanta is Dr. Karen Landman. She's an infectious disease specialist and a medical journalist, so uh, the ideal person to speak to I'm
0: intrigued by Dr. Karen Landman. I found an article she wrote answering this question. How can we trust vaccines if we don't trust the companies that make them? That seems to be one of my mom's primary questions. Karen agrees to talk to us, so we set up a Zoom. It's 2021 springtime. She calls in from her living room in Atlanta, big earrings dangling under her chin-length curly hair. My mom and I both call in from our homes, a little nervous and excited to meet with her.
2: Most people have somebody that they consider their, like, trusted medical provider or health provider even. Do you have a person Mm -hmm. like that in your life?
1: You know, I have, like, a team of people that, that I would talk to personally, if I have a problem or issue, you know, it's always been naturopathic for me. Me too. I'm thinking to myself, this is a place where my mom and I align. So I am very grateful for, for medicine and hospitals and surgery and, you know, all of that. Okay. But for me, I'm more, I feel like our bodies are designed to heal themselves if we get imbalance, Like The doctor will say, give them Tylenol or give them, you know, whatever, bring down the fever. Um, Holistically, that's not a cure. That fever is there for a reason. The body is enacting a response to something, trying to kill it off. But I feel like the cause of the fever should be the focus rather than the fever. You know,
2: you're absolutely right. Do you want a job? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: My mom seems comfortable.
0: This feels like a good time to ask Karen to weigh in on issues where my mom and I disagree. So something that's come up a lot in our conversation is, is around how COVID deaths are calculated. I mean, obviously, for the last year, there's been so much conflicting information and in what is considered a COVID death. And you know, there was a doctor that came out you know, saying that he was being compensated monetarily. That he was supposed to classify deaths as COVID when maybe maybe it was unclear. I mean, and that was like early on, but this is a question I hear coming up a lot of like, what is a COVID death and are the numbers inflated somehow? What counts as a comorbidity? Why would we count that as a death in, you know, with COVID? Does that kind of cover the question, mom? Uh
2: Good question, because this is a question that epidemiologists ask
0: Karen explains that the way experts define COVID deaths has evolved with experience. At this point, we're just over a year into the pandemic.
2: Right now, for the CDC to call something a COVID death, it means you have to have a positive test for COVID at the time that you develop the illness that actually causes your death, like pneumonia or heart failure or whatever. And you have to have a medical problem that could be caused by COVID and that is not clearly caused by something else. But I will tell you, doctors do not get paid to put things on death certificates to, that I'm aware of. I mean, these are pretty cut and dry situations. It gets done hundreds of times a day in every, every part of the country.
0: My mom listens with a tight-lipped smile. I can tell she's not buying it. She brings up censorship again.
1: I see people getting censored, uh, especially doctors who have alternative treatments and stuff, who are literally under siege, you know, they're, yeah. they're being attacked. Like, you're not going with the party line here, you know. This is what we're doing. Get in line or yeah. shut up, you know.
2: It sounds like there's just <laughs> a pervasive sense that there might be good ideas out there that just aren't getting air for one reason or another, even though they could really help us.
0: Karen explains that one doctor finding something that seems to work isn't enough. Treatments have to be repeatedly tested to prove that they work and that they're safe. And then she kind of disses home remedies.
2: Now, people may say, okay, well, for me, my neighbor, my mom, and my best friend, we all used, you know, heating pads on our necks when we were having, you know, the fever. And we drank garlic juice. And, you know, all of us within a week felt a lot better. And maybe it does work for you. Maybe you do feel better after those things. But they just haven't gone through that kind of controlled study so they're just not going to get lifted up the same way because you don't have the same level of proof. That's really what's at the heart of this.
0: I know that what Karen just said did not land well with my mom. She doesn't say another word until the Thank call is right. over. Nice to
2: meet you Keene. enjoy your weather. You, t- you <laughs> too. Nice to you. Take care. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Hi.
0: And then it's just me and my mom.
2: How
1: was that for you? Um, she's a super likable and good person you know neat lady i like her i'm waiting for the butt um i don't know i just it's hard for me to listen to some of it i don't feel like she was open or aware to the the censorship issue you know i don't think she gets that that's happening with doctors and people all over the country
0: Karen might be an expert, but she is not one my mom is going to listen to. Okay. Okay. All right. I love you, Mom. I love you, too. Bye, hon. Bye, Mom. But I've got a backup. Jonathan Jerry helps skeptical people make sense of science, and he seems to know how to talk to people like my mom. He draws on a time in his own life when he believed things well outside the mainstream.
3: I used to read these magazines about, you know, Sasquatch and about uh, UFOs and the power of the Great Pyramid and and all of those kinds of, of, of things uh, about the paranormal, about conspiracy theories. We never walked on the moon. Look at this. Sh- the shadows are all wrong.
0: Now he's a biochemist and a microbiologist.
3: All of this science education, I think, made me sort of look back on those things with a different perspective. You know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You know, show me the evidence and I'll believe you.
0: I talk with him one-on-one at first, and I confess to him one of my big worries. That my sweet, peaceful mom with her holistic sensibilities is putting her faith in crappy information. And now her beliefs overlap with far-right conspiracy theorists who claim the pandemic is a sham and want to overthrow democracy. Jonathan is not surprised
3: the wellness movement has always had within it um, this understated conspiracy theory, which is that big pharma is hiding things from you and they want to give you the drugs and everything, but actually mother nature provides. If you look at the major social media influencers who are spreading misinformation about uh, COVID-19 and about the vaccines, they are all pretty much in that space.
0: My mom is just one of the many people seeing anti-vaccine messaging online. And like I told you before, my mom's views are usually pretty left wing. Her skepticism about vaccines has always come from a holistic wellness perspective. But at this point in the pandemic, April 2021, many lefty anti-vaccine activists have begun to find powerful new connections with the conservative far right where suspicions about government overreach have long thrived. It's a strange new territory, and it has a name.
3: It's conspirituality. It's just this fusion of conspiracy theories with spirituality. The far left, the far right, holding hands, uh, the age of Aquarius, and the great reset and QAnon all merge together.
0: I want my mom to hear this. She agrees to talk to Jonathan. So the three of us hop on a Zoom call.
3: We can see you. <laughs> Hi there. Is, is, is this Hawaii? <laughs> this yes, is it is.
0: <laughs> you know. Uh, beautiful
1: <laughs> Hawaii.
0: <laughs> My mom is on her porch like she usually is when we talk. Today, the morning sun shines through the leaves above her. It's early Hawaii time, but she looks fresh in a teal and pink tie-dyed muumuu. Jonathan zooms in from a big leather chair in his office in Montreal. He's wearing huge headphones. I've put on a peach sweater and matching glasses. When I talk to experts, I try to look professional. Jonathan, this is my mom, Kini. Mom, this is Jonathan. Jonathan's in Canada. (laughs) After a bit of chatter about Hawaii, Jonathan, like Karen did, jumps right in with a question for my mom.
3: When you see a source of information, what goes through your head when you're assessing if it can be trusted or not?
1: Well, I'm skeptical approaching anything. So
3: good, it's good. <laughs> um,
1: what does this person have to gain by sharing this information? And, you know, are they trying to get famous? Are they, you know, you can tell when they're just being really dramatic and really persuasive. Already, I feel good.
0: My mom is opening up more than she did with Karen. She wants Jonathan to know she
1: values science. I had a scholarship in chemistry to be an engineer. I didn't choose to go that route because I wanted to help people. So I majored in education instead. But, you know, I always excelled in science, really liked it a lot, especially biology. Then she starts explaining why she's skeptical of the COVID vaccine. Because I know that they have been unsuccessful for many, many years. They've been trying to find a vaccine for SARS and MRSA. And and they kept coming up to the same problem. Uh, what's the phrase an exaggerated immune response where the body started attacking itself so they they bailed and they never could figure that out and then all of a sudden we don't have any time here we, we haven't figured it out yet how all of a sudden this year did they somehow magically find that when they were trying for many many years you know Jonathan has concrete answers
3: Uh, Well, it it wasn't magic, it was about finding the right modified building blocks of that RNA molecule to not trigger that kind of response. Because now we have hundreds of millions of people on Earth who have received at least one dose of a vaccine, um, a lot of them being these RNA-based vaccines, and and we're not seeing that reaction, right?
0: My mom doesn't respond, I wonder if we're losing her. Jonathan
3: keeps talking. These vaccines were not rushed. They were expedited. We we made sure that so many people were working on this. We injected so much money into this. If we did this with every problem that we have, we would find solutions much faster.
0: Jonathan tells my mom something he told me one-on-one. We're never going to be totally certain about this stuff. Science helps get closer to true facts. But if we want a promise of for sure, for sure, we're at high risk of being fooled. He says it's important to get comfortable with some level of uncertainty.
3: Then the rest of the homework is, is what you do with that uncertainty. You have to yourself be careful living with that uncertainty. You have to be, you have, you have to be okay with this. And if you're not, then that's when you're going to go looking for simple, uh, easy answers that, unfortunately, uh, almost always turn out to be wrong. Jonathan
0: says that for many people, conspiracy theories fill in the blanks when answers aren't available like with a brand new disease. And he knows it's hard to make decisions when you can't know all
1: the facts.
3: Now we're in the middle of a pandemic.
1: We need to make decisions. (laughs) Decisions have to
3: be made, exactly. Elected officials, for example, and public health officials, they have to make decisions. Um, Mm. And that's hard for a lot of people. But again, we can't, Unfortunately, we can't afford to just wait to see what's going to happen because, again, people are dying and this virus is spreading. And so, you know, we are seeing science unfold in real time. It can very quickly become this confusing mess.
1: It's a conundrum.
3: <laughs> it is. I mean, we can't put the pandemic on pause, right? History while we will research. tell.
1: It's like how we look back on the Black Death and the plague. And
3: right.
0: Our conversation with Jonathan got philosophical. We didn't end up asking him many specific questions, but near the end, he had one for us.
3: Perhaps a question that I will leave you with is, you know, a question that I think is very humbling to ask of ourselves, which is, what evidence would we like to see uh, in order to change our mind on a particular issue? Uh, Because it is easy to to say to yourself, I'm open-minded. But, you know, sometimes it's good to ask ourselves, well, what do I need to see in order to say, ah, you know what? I was wrong about this. I've changed my mind. Thank you. All right, my Thank pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Thank it's you to so you nice both
3: to of you. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And take care of both of you. You
1: too. Bye. 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 Okay, now I can eat my peanut butter muffins.
0: What did you think of him? I have high hopes. Uh, I liked him. But just like with Karen, not that much.
1: I feel like. <laughs> Again, though, you had someone who was definitely he would not have been willing to talk to me about what I he have totally seen
0: would believe. have. My mom stops me here. She is starting to question the point of these conversations.
1: So what is your purpose in doing this? I love your uh what do you put it? You said something about journalism to bridge the divide. <laughs> the divide is that what you
0: put? Spaceship Media's motto is journalism to bridge divides.
1: Okay. I love that. So what's your intention of doing this project with me right now? Well, just for the sake of simplicity, like where you and I
0: get our information, there's a big divide. And so we're operating under different facts. So I'm trying to find people who can talk about the questions that we both have I want to remind my mom we're coming from the same starting point of natural health. But what I'm talking about is those beliefs getting mixed up with something else. Like, I believe wholeheartedly in the holistic way of healing our bodies. And I think something is happening right now in the sort of ecosystem of information where people who are sort of in this realm of, like, the more natural, holistic way, it's getting co-opted into junk science and, like, serious agendas. But my mom sees it differently. And for the first time, she is really frustrated with me. She doesn't think I've been fair to her.
1: You're picking people who are from that side. And so, in every one of our interviews or conversations, I'm the only one who has this different belief system around it, and you are collecting these people who you hope I'll be able to listen to. But there's still bottom line. She brings up the fact that Karen mentioned getting vaccinated. So clearly, she's pro COVID vaccine, right? I'm just saying it's not an equal, sure, equal forum that. If you're going to do this, I, what it would be great is to find a scientist, a doctor, someone equally qualified as her who has a different view. But who what, what if that science is junk, though, Mom? Like, what, that's... Well, what if her science is junk? You know, it's like... But she is backed by but millions, if we have and people, millions
0: and millions and of, millions
1: of doses of this vaccine. You're already discounting what you think is the minority view on this. I don't think you've given it a chance. We need somebody from that world that you'd be willing to speak to in order to make this fair. I hear her. I understand
0: why she feels this way. But I know the names she trusts. You've heard them too. Del Bigtree, Robert Kennedy Jr., Naomi Wolf, Christian Northrup, Zach Bush.
1: I'm looking at this thing from a cosmic perspective and how we fit in. And that's why I like Zach Bush.
0: Zach Bush is a doctor connected to wellness and spirituality. I consider what it would be like to talk to him together with my mom. Here's one of his long videos that was kicked off YouTube for misinformation, but later re-uploaded.
4: The virus is a communication network of genomics and... Uh, It's the most important building block for life on Earth.
0: I'm not sure what he means by that. It sounds like a big deal, but I'm skeptical. This next part just sounds inaccurate.
4: We get to decide which viruses we turn on and, and reproduce and which ones we don't.
0: Zach claims that we get to decide which viruses can infect our bodies and which can't. So is everyone who's getting COVID choosing it? At the same time, he claims that COVID-19, and viruses in general, are part of our collective fate, meant to help humans evolve. It's confounding.
4: The virus, again, is an adaptation signal to the world, saying there is crisis, there is toxicity, there is need for change to happen genetically. Here's the genetic update.
0: And then he gets cosmic.
4: We are now on our hospice moment as a species. After 200,000 years, our experiment is about drawn out. And so we have to either transform as we step through the veil and back into the energetic state of soul beings, or we will participate in the most transformative, co-creative, genomic explosion of biodiversity on the planet that's ever been seen. Because every extinction event will hold more bounty behind it.
0: When I hear Zach, I hear a charismatic man delivering a slick pitch. He uses words designed to carry scientific authority, but he also invokes Mother Nature and speaks to a spiritual need. And he's got money in this game. In his videos and on his websites, he sells classes and supplements. One, he says, will boost your microbiome and ward off COVID. My mom would love for us to talk to Zach. I can't do it. I think it would be a giant, useless game of whack effect. Zach Bush, to me, does not have the credibility to to have this. Why doesn't he have credibility? (laughs) Because he's not an epidemiologist. He hasn't been in the labs with these vaccines. He hasn't worked at the CDC. He was an MD. That is something. He's
1: he's an internal medicine. He's, He's licensed in several but that's not a molecular biologist, you know? Um, Well, there are epidemiologists and there are virologists who are super, super credentialed, you know, that I've read. Because that's what I look for too. I I honestly haven't
0: found people that have the credibility. I'm not sure that I ever will. I'm wrestling with my choice to not interview people my mom trusts. As a journalist, I don't want to give them a platform. But as her daughter, it might be the wrong decision. It might go a long way towards making my mom feel respected. I feel like I respect her. I just want her to examine her own beliefs. I ask her the question Jonathan Jerry asked us about the vaccine. What evidence
1: do you need to see in order to feel like it's safe? But I need time to see six months down the road and see how all these people who are getting the vaccine are doing and what's going on with them. Because it's not the same kind of side effect that you're gonna see right away. Sure. But there are or people who were in tomorrow.
0: the vaccine trials back in August, who they're still, you know, in September and October. So it's been it's been six months and they're tracking their
1: stuff. Who's tracking them? <laughs> I'm just so dang suspicious. Yeah.
0: Okay, so no answer
1: there. I take a whack
0: at one more thing that's really bugged me from the start. Why do you feel like this is a cause for you to, like, take on whether or not this should be a pandemic or not? Like, I'm trying to understand, because, like, I don't question that this should be a pandemic, because I know enough people who've been really really sick myself included to see that this is fucking serious
1: yeah um i guess for me one of the things is that the the recovery rate is so high and i know it sucks to have it but you know i'm not really interested in debating that with you so much um I, i yeah i feel like you're trying to convince me yeah And I suspect you convincing me because you want me to get vaccinated so that I can be around you and your baby. And and that's my fear is that you're going to insist on that. But um, no, that's not. I have a problem with the actual vaccine. Okay. I'm lying.
0: I would like to convince my mom to get vaccinated. It would make me so much less worried but I can't force her to. And some of her doubts make sense to me, but it really bothers me that when I challenge specific arguments she makes about the vaccine, she starts questioning the pandemic as a whole. And sometimes she goes even bigger. My mom has a whole other set of beliefs that guide her choices.
1: For me, this is a limited place to be coming from discussing it trying to get all these scientific details about everything and get it all to line up i'm not saying that's wrong i'm just saying that there's a whole bigger picture cosmically you know like metaphysically here and so i'm interested in the biggest picture i'm not in for a fix that's going to damage humanity in the long run and we have done that over time you say you're focused on this really like big kind
0: of cosmic thing. But what I hear from you and like what I like reflecting back to you is you are very focused on these, this study and this study and this study and this ingredient and this problem and what I've and it's like, so I'm trying to follow those paths for you and say like, uh-huh. OK, let's go find well, out about
1: all of you, That's because you asked me for those because but you talk about I'm those regardless, to, you I'm know, you're trying talk- to do those because that's what you wanted to hear from me was, where are my objections? Because I can't just come in with, oh, I'm coming at this from a big cosmic web of life. I mean, I'm you know, just going to make me sound like a total idiot in front of someone like Karen. You wanted to set up questions and I wasn't really into having a bunch of questions, so Well, it seems like you have a lot of questions, though. But you ask me for my questions, so I try to come up with them for you. You know, but But you also have—you also have, yeah. I just say, in the end, that's not my process. So there
0: it is. She doesn't have questions. She has a worldview that's pretty set. She's trying to convince me just like I'm trying to convince her. I knew I shouldn't just push facts, but I kept doing it, and she kept pushing back. I don't want to be trapped in this with my mom anymore. And when I slow down to think about it, I realize that in my search for understanding, I've never let go of the idea that maybe I will change her mind. And though we have grown closer talking, I realize that in some ways, I've put her in a tough position, recording our conversations, choosing the experts, trying to convert her to my way of seeing, while telling her how much I want to understand her. I'm worn out. I want to feel peaceful and focus on growing my baby. I need a timeout. Next time on The Wedge, I schedule another session with my therapist, Julie.
1: Uh, Can you fully occupy righteousness a little more about how right you are
0: and how wrong she is? This time, I'm not bringing my mom. The Wedge was conceived, created, and produced by Spaceship Media. It's distributed by Colorado Public Radio's Audio
2: Innovation Studio.